0: hey there lisa schwartz here welcome to my podcast teach and talk with lisa where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives hey you i'm so excited to produce this episode for you where i was at a women's retreat and we were doing an activation morning and so i was doing a teaching and a training from my book, Enforcing You, we're talking about how to actually activate your anointing, activate your identity. I don't know about you, but it can be frustrating have a knowledge, having a knowledge of who you should be and who you could be, but then also feeling like sometimes I'm just stuck in this reality. So I'm going to produce this for you. I hope you are ready to take notes and ready to activate your identity and your ministry. All right, let's do it. Today I want to talk about basically enforcing who you are yeah. and having a knowledge, like how do I really put a demand on my God design? And I love to talk about your God identity or your God design. And we understand we are a three-part being, meaning we are a spirit man, a soul man, and then we have our body, our capsule, our flesh. What I want you to recognize is you are first and foremost a spirit being who has a soul that dwells in a flesh. And I think a lot, so I'm gonna say that again. You are first and foremost a spirit being. And I tell people all the time, that I love that we're like, oh, I had such a spiritual experience last night. And I'm like, we should be living in spiritual experience. And occasionally I have a human experience. <laughs> right? Like, what does it look like to be like, ugh, I had a human experience this morning when I wasn't my best me? But for the most part, I'm living in a spiritual experience because I am a spiritual being who has a soul that dwells in a flesh. And for many of us, we can't even begin being who we are because we don't know who we are. We don't know our truest identity. We don't know what our spirit man looks like. I know I, I do a lot of coaching and a lot of counseling. Um, And this is a huge problem. We've been defined by our husbands. We've been defined by the church. We've been defined by our children. We've been defined by our education. We've been defined by the world. And all the world begs the question, who am I? This is a very popular question where we ask, and I'm not saying like as a whole, like who am I in this world? That's a big picture. But in a moment and I tell students all the time, if you can ask yourself this, who do I want to be in this moment? Who am I and who do I want to be? So I have t-shirts that say, who do I want to be? Because when we recognize in a moment that I get to be who I want to be, anybody do? Anybody look back at moments you're like that wasn't my favorite me. <laughs> like, you know, I, I repent to my children sometimes they'll be like, Mom, remember when you threw the dog on the couch because he ate the birthday cake? And I'm like, Oh my god, like this is a core memory for me. I'm like, yep, that wasn't my best me, guys, it wasn't my best me. You know, like, what are you gonna say, right? That wasn't my favorite me, that wasn't my god me, yep, I pitched the dog on the couch. Traumatized my poor children by watching this dog being tossed three feet in the air because I was so mad because he'd eaten a birthday cake that uh, I had worked yeah. all night on, right? Uh, Oh, and so, yeah, she's like, yeah, I, yeah. I would totally do that. <laughs> But the reality is a lot of times we spend a lot of our time trying to discover who we are in moments. Like this is the yeah. old, this is the question. And so the enforcing you is written to the believer. And it's written to the believer who's gone to church, has read the word, has a lot of knowledge about who they should be, who they could be, but then has this reality that we sometimes feel stuck in. And and sometimes, isn't it true? We just talked about like trying to align my soul with what is true. Right? Like your soul, there's dissension among my soul with my soul, within myself. And even the psalmist cries out, What is up with you, all my soul? Why are you so downcast? Why are you so downhearted? Don't you recall the goodness of God? Remember the things He has done for you and what He's doing, and I like to give this visual. What he's doing is if we were to say, like, this is my body, and this is my physical flesh, and this is my soul, and this is my spirit. What he's doing is, like, I'm so conflicted in my soul realm that I've got to step into the spirit and look into my soul and say, soul, get right with God. Wow. Yeah. Right? He's got to reach over. And so I think what a lot of times is we're in our soul realm. We're like, how do I get there? And we're, we're working to strive for something that we've already achieved. We're trying to work for something, exactly. towards something, yes. instead of from something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? And so when we recognize the authority that I have in the space to speak into the soul and yank my soul into an alignment with what is true... Now, I'm going to teach you guys how to minister because that's all I'm doing. When people are like, when people are falling out, saying, what is it? I said, what I feel is the soul and the body finally comes into an alignment with the spirit. And you get your bell rung a little bit because it's a little high in the spirit. It feels a little good. And you get overwhelmed by the presence and the love of God. It's like you have this aha moment where all of a sudden everything makes sense. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this seems to make sense. And you get overwhelmed by the spirit of the Lord. Yeah, Because for the first time, you've dragged your flesh, you've dragged your soul. And let me tell you what your soul is. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. I like to call it your thinker, your feeler, and your picker. Because we'll remember it that way. Right?
1: You have feelings that
0: you feel, you have thoughts that you think, and you have choices that you make. And all of this world, all of this lifetime is about us dragging our thinking Dragging our feeling and dragging our choices into an alignment with God's thinker, feeler, and picker, because He also has emotions, He also has thoughts, and He also has a will. Absolutely. And so, all of our life is about trying to sanctify the soul. We've heard that sanctify, which means I'm just going to drag my soul into an alignment. With God's soul and get right with Him, we call that reconciliation. To reconcile the mind, to come into an alignment. And now, a lot of times that means I gotta faith it until I feel it. Yes. And a lot of times that means I gotta faith it until I become it, or I gotta faith it until I think it. I do it with my clients a lot. Um, I talk to. The, we do a lot of mirror talking. And so I write for. I write devotionals for U um, version, and most of them are having a scripture passage, declaring that scripture passage. And then looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, Lisa, you are. And I have my clients do this a lot. And a lot of them are raised up in the church. They know how to declare the scriptures, pray the scriptures. When it comes to looking in the mirror and going, Lisa, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And your soul is in alignment with that truth today. I speak to your mind and I tell you to get right with God. Have the thoughts of God. See yourself and think about yourself the way God thinks about you. Come on, be enamored with your design. Recognize your beauty. You are beautiful. And when I begin to make that shift, and I shift from just, God, I know you say, but I also say, and I also agree. There's a hard passing that needs to happen when we do that, a shift. And a lot of my clients are like, it was too hard, I couldn't do it. It's difficult, right? But, But isn't it true that we're talking ourselves in the mirror all the time? We're always talking, there is a dialogue going on in your own mind about you on a continual basis. And the reality is, for a lot of us, it's true, for a lot of us, what's controlling the narrative is what we call your system and your experience. Now write this down, your system plus your experience equals your belief system. Okay, your system is the way you were raised, the culture you were raised up in, the family structure you had your church, your education system, the state that you lived in, you are constantly being discipled by your by your system, yeah. whether you like it or not. You better be careful what you're receiving information from. Your system is constantly giving you information and speaking things into you. So your system plus your experience. Some of us experienced abuse as a child. Some of us experienced unconditional love. Some of us experienced conditional love. Some of us experienced wounds, deaths, Grief, things that we cannot control And what I'm telling you is Ultimately, a lot of times What happens is The paradigm that we live in The personality that I pick up The traits that I walk in The belief systems I have Are defined by my system And my experience And I like to tell people Your belief system is possibly just BS Can Can I just say that? Just BS She's like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah Right? Your belief system is probably a lot of BS and so we develop this belief system, your paradigm, and what happens is your paradigm controls the perspective that you have, the perceptions that you have, the way you view things. If I've lived in a life of rejection, I'm going to perceive rejection every time. Yes. Moreover, I'm going to teach yes. and train people to reject me. Yeah. Yes. Come on, the woman at the well trying to teach and train Jesus how to treat her. She said, why are you... Speaking to me, a Samaritan woman. Don't you know that the culture says you shouldn't be talking to me? Apparently you don't know that I'm an adulterous woman and you shouldn't be talking. She was trying to teach and train him to reject her because that's all she knew. And so when you've lived a life of rejection, you begin to give off an air of rejection. You're like, I knew it. That person was going to reject me. And it's possible that you taught them how to reject you because you don't know how to live outside of that paradigm because you live according to your system and your experience. I'm just trying to teach you guys today. We got to have an understanding that your system and your experience equals your BS. So how do we change our BS? I don't know how else to say it. I want to read to you from Colossians 2. Verses 6 through 10 it says As you therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk In him and we'll pause. Just <coughs> give you a minute to receive that See sometimes we read the scripture too fast So we need to just linger in it for a moment yes. As you therefore Have received Christ Jesus the Lord So walk in him In him In him walk in him Rooted In and Built up Come on, we're talking about your foundation now when I'm talking about being rooted and built in something I'm talking about your core beliefs what I believe at the core of who I am that is your belief system What do I believe now when I'm talking about this? I want you to personalize it. I don't want you to think about what do I believe about the world? What do I believe in politics? I want you to think about what do I believe about me? Yeah, I want I want this to be real and personal What do I believe about who I am? Is what I believe about me, is it rooted and being built upon the truth and the person of Jesus Christ? How many of you know the Bible says as he was, so we are in this world? Uh As he, come on, that's the likeness of Jesus. And if I'm not being built upon, if I'm not rooted in, and a lot of us are rooted in our wound from our yesterday. We're rooted in the message of my mommy. Come on, we're rooted in the rejection from our education system. We're rooted in the divorce that our husband had, an adulterous relationship. We're rooted in everything other than the person of Jesus Christ. And you sit there and you say, oh, no, no, Pastor Lisa, you don't know. You don't know the the hurts and the wounds. I don't need to know. All I need to know is the name of Jesus Christ, yes. and I want to ask you and challenge you. You can explain why you are the way you are, but when you begin to move from ex- excusing mm-hmm. to just it's an explanation, but it's no longer an excuse. That's when you'll make changes, in your are you like that, didn't you? I did, right? Because a lot of us are more addicted to our dysfunction. Yes. Yes. Come on, some of us, some of us need to. <laughs> Some of us, are, we think we're being held down by our mat, but it's your weight that's holding the mat down. <laughs> and you need to get wow. up and take up your mat. That's what he says. Take up, up your mat. Up, up, get up wow. and take up your yeah. mat. Yeah. Take up your, I don't know if you guys watch, um, what's the, the, The Chosen. The Chosen. Right? Oh, yeah. Love it. Great. Don't want to diss on it. One scene, and I was like, I don't think it happened that way. It was with the paralytic man. Uh, right? When he says, take up your mat and walk, and he just kind of starts going like this, and he's like, oh, I didn't feel my legs. I don't, I don't think it happened like that. I think he didn't feel his legs until he dug his ditch. I think he got up while his legs were still numb, while they were still paralytic, and as he went, life came into his body. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's how I've always read it. All I know is the lepers took every step, and as they went, they were healed. And I would imagine, look, if they'd have gotten back to the temple... And still had leprosy, they would have been stoned to death. That was against yeah. the law. Right. This was a great walk of faith. Yeah. This was a digging of a ditch. With every step they had to look to each other, to the right and to the left. I say, Are you healed yet? Are you healed yet? No, I'm not healed yet. How about you? Should we take another step? I don't know. Let's okay, let's take another step. And every step they had to redecide when we take this step on faith. Yeah. Yeah. That's digging a ditch. Yeah. And a lot of us are like, I'm not made well because of all these things in my past and all of these wounds and all these things have happened. And what I'm telling you is sometimes you have to faith it. You have to faith your healing. You have to faith your mind. I'm not telling you to fake it. I'm telling you to fake it. We're going to identify the things, the, the, the emotions and the messages that are keeping you from that, and we're going to start attacking that with Scripture. And so I'm going to read on. It says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. I'm just going to say that again because, again, I, I want you to linger yeah. in the Word. Come on, let's just let the Word work for us today. I am established. Come on, some of us are not established. Yeah. We're established. I'm established for an hour while I'm at church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But on Monday, when I get up and my leg hurts <laughs> yeah. and my body hurts and my boss is being mean to me and my husband rejected me, come on, Am I established? Am I? Come on, that's when you'll discover right, exactly. what am I rooted in. Because if you are rocked back and forth by the waves of your emotion, yes. by the opinions of your friends, by the acceptance, the unacceptance, the rejection, the, the, the love, the not love of the things of the world, you are not established in the faith of Jesus Christ. Right. You are not rooted nor are you built up. I'm just giving it to you straight because you all are very mature in this room. So it's time for us to go to that next level. And says, I'm established in the faith and be established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it abounding in it come on, this is a verb, this is an action verb, I'm going to abound in my faith I'm going to cultivate my, I'm going to, there's an yeah. overflowing imagery that comes with that. To be abounding, it's to yeah. be a little obnoxious about my faith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to be a little obnoxious about what I think. I'm going to be, how many of you guys know those people are like, oh, good, good, God is good all the time. God. And you're like, come on, man. can You never have a bad, day? but they're abounding in their faith. And I think we need to get a little more obnoxious about our faith, a little more abounding in what we believe. But a lot of us can't get past the emotion in front of us, the rejection that's beside us, the betrayal that's behind us, to abound in our faith. With thanksgiving is what it says. (coughs) Beware, lest anyone, listen to me, beware lest anyone cheat you. I mean steal from you to cut short of through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of man. What are we talking about? We're talking about your system and experience. That is the tradition of man. The ways of man. The things that you have lived will cheat you of who you are in Christ. It will cheat you. It will steal from you. How many of you know the Bible says that the enemy comes only... Only. One reason. The only reason why sometimes you're like, the devil, I swear to you, the devil's trying to kill me. And I was like, but baby, yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely he's trying to kill you. 100%. Because scripture says that thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, but I have come that you would have life and you would have it more abundantly. That you would be abounding in your faith. Come on, some of us look like a dog trying to endure a wet bath getting through life. Well, you know, I'm just going through trials and tribulations, and I'm just army crawling my way. The God is good. And we wear, our, we wear our trials and tribulations like a badge instead of going, I am in a trial and a tribulation, but I'm just considering it all joy. And Liz, I'm not telling you that you need to fake it, but I am telling you that we need to faith it a little bit more. Because some of us like to circle the emotion of our drama. So we like to circle the mountain of our drama. We like to circle the mountain of our emotion. We like to get people to come in. Come on, some of you are more addicted to your drama. When people are like, I don't know what it is. I just, drama follows me. And I'm like, mm, might be you. It just might be you. It just might be you. I'm we'll read on in this passage. Beware lest anyone cheat you through ph- philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of man, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So now we have two choices. A lot of passages here say, be careful that you are not taken captive, which means I've become enslaved to the ways of the world, the ideas of the world, the message of the world. Mm -hmm. Come on. I've been taken enslaved to you. I like that I do a conference called Sought After, and it talks about, the very first session, I talk about all the different ways that the world defines beauty. Mm. And I just put pictures of different cultures and different time frames. Mm -hmm. The Rubenesque era, plump and pale was beautiful. Yeah. Right? And then we got, because it meant you were rich, you didn't have to work in the field and you could afford the richest of foods. Yeah. Right? But then we came into this era where skinny and tan was beautiful. Uh The reality is the world is a moving target. And it will keep you doing this. Just dizzy trying to keep up with the rules of the world. That is not being rooted and built up in the person of Jesus Christ. Because there is one thing that will never change. There is one thing that will never change. There is one truth that was the same yesterday, today, and it will be your truth in your tomorrow. And it's the person of Jesus Christ. That is the one thing we can count on goes on it says for in him dwells all the fullness everybody say fullness fullness, fullness. come on cuz we're looking for some fullness right yeah. we don't like to be fat but i want to be fat in the spirit yeah i want to be fat in the spirit yes. i want to be full in the spirit i want to be satisfied for in him all of all of the fullness of the godhead bodily And you are complete in him. Now, some of us came in this room today. Some of us showed up this week feeling a little incomplete, feeling a little bit empty in some spaces, feeling a little bit of loss in our lives. And while that's a reality in our soul, and it's a reality in our system, and it's a reality in our experiences, there is a spirit that dwells within you where you will find satisfaction and you will find completion. And if you are trying to work towards fulfilling yourself in the soul with the things of the world, refilling that space with a person, come on, because that's what we do. I feel empty. I need a person Mm -hmm. to satisfy my soul right now. But that's not what we're, what we're supposed to do. What we're supposed to do is yes. step in the spirit and say there's only one thing that satisfies. Yes. Better is one day in your house yes. than a thousand elsewhere. Yes. He satisfies my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yes. There is a satisfaction that I will find in the presence of the Lord. This will keep you looking. This will keep you disappointed. This will keep you searching. But this will satisfy your soul. Yes. And sometimes I just need to say, soul, you need to be quiet. Because my spirit has something to say to you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we need to say, stop it. Shut up. Yes, exactly. You be quiet. Right. Yes. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, there was no headache invited to my day today. So I don't know mm-hmm. where you came from or what you're rooted in. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not okay with you. No. Amen. And we yes. just speak to it. Yes. And we just tell it. You, I'm not doing my day with you. I'm not doing my day with you. So right now, you've got to go. You've got to leave me. Depression, you've got to leave me. Anxiety, you've got to go. I ain't got time for you. I've got work to do. All you are is a distraction in who God has called me to be and the work that he has in mind for me today. Yes. That's it. That's it. Sometimes we got to step outside of ourselves, get into the spirit, recognize our truth, and drag yourself into that, uh, that truth. And by drag, I mean sometimes I'm dragging myself. Come on, I'm human too sometimes I'm dragging myself and this is why we've got to be so so adept at the scriptures Yes. Yes. because your scripture, listen to me it is as you align yourself with scripture that your authority is released it is as you align people are like how do I know if I have authority if it's aligned with scripture it's authority Right? So I can say, You have the mind of Christ. God, you say I have the Absolutely. mind of Christ. Today I feel a little confused. I feel a little double minded. But I'm going to speak my truth. God, you say I have no, there is no double mindedness in the Spirit, that I have the mind God. of Christ. So I speak to you, confusion. I tell you, you are lying to me. And God says He's going to bring a clarity into my day. In His timing, I declare that right now. Now I'm stepping into authority because I've aligned myself with what Scripture says. Uh-huh. I'm not making up something to pray over myself. Right. <clears throat> right? This that's is the authority that I have. When I align it. myself into scriptures, I have no idea where I'm at. All right, so, because this is good, right? right. So, it says, you are complete in him, listen to me, who is the head of all principality and power. Now we're going beyond fight, fighting and battling ourselves. Because sometimes we're our own worst enemy But we also do have an enemy but here's what, sometimes the enemy just touches you it's like, I don't have to touch you again Because I'm usually going to spin out on your own uh-huh. yeah. And sometimes we spend time Come on, sometimes we spend time Trying to deliver ourselves from our own flesh When our flesh and our soul Needs to be discipled And sometimes we try to disciple the demons in our life And you got to have wisdom to know the difference You want me to say that again? Yes Okay. Yeah. Stop trying to disciple your demons yes. Don't manage them Yes. These anger management classes? I'm not interested in managing anger. No, I'm no. interested in being delivered from my rage and the anger, yes. right? Oh, yes. But on the flip side of that, once I'm delivered from a demon, I gotta recognize that my soul and my flesh needs to be disciples. You asked earlier, like I tell people a lot of times, with you've been, especially if you have a generational <laughs> person you've been, uh, you've been born into, and you have a demon in your life, it's like a rock in your personality. Your soul is like Plato, and over years and years and of dealing with rejection at the core of who you are believe it or not your personality doesn't trust people or you already think people are rejecting you again remember your your core beliefs your paradigm will affect you how you perceive things and how you, your, your perspective is right so i go to pastor lisa and i go through deliverance and i get that sucker cast out of me right she's like it's a thing guys it's a thing I you know, get that thing, but guess what I still have to deal with? I still have to deal with my soul and my yeah. personality that has picked up characteristic traits molded around that demon. So if you go through deliverance and you don't have discipleship or discipline of your flesh, it's going to be a disaster period. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a disaster and we've got to learn how to disciple our own soul. And I that a lot of times we minister to people or we don't minister to people because we haven't learned how to minister to ourselves. If you haven't learned how to minister to yourself in your own closet, because yeah. that's where you're going to learn yeah. to minister yeah. to other people. Absolutely. And what I'm going to tell you is your authority to minister to yourself is as you align yourself with Scripture. And we're going to be practicing that in a moment. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.